0: Is DJ Dada. My name is MC Mutton Munger. That's MC Mutton Mugger. No, Munger. MC Mutton Munger. Mm. Hard to say.
1: You'd have to be of an extremely erudite listener to work out that this show is entitled.
0: Welcome to prison.
1: Yes, it's been a while since we tackled one of our more
0: hard-hitting subjects contentious mm. we're not afraid to stare difficulty in the face and look at it puzzled like mm, what's going on hey what's going on prison and prison reform and then find some nice easy listening music yeah I mean if you're looking for some kind of incisive insight <laughs> into prison you've gone horribly wrong, Come to the wrong place. we just look for things that mention prison Basically, yes. In amongst all of that
1: uh, jail-based music, we do have MC Mutton (laughs) and his Unnecessary News.
0: That's right. This week, we'll mostly be working entirely by hand.
1: We are going to get proceedings underway in perhaps a slightly predictable manner, but you can't really beat uh, this next gentleman, the composer of the Doctor Who theme. Of course, this is Ron Grainer with another great TV theme tune. This is Ron Grainer's theme to The Prisoner.
0: inevitably there. That was The Prisoner. Main titles. The music of ITC, which is a TV company, wasn't it? TV production company, yes. And that was Ron Grainer, of course. We're not embarrassed by that. <laughs> you know. I mean, it seems like we are, because we seem to be mentioning it rather a lot. But how did you feel about The Prisoner, yourself, as a TV show? People love it, don't they?
1: Yes, I, have, I would never never completely drew me in, I have to say. But I, I like the idea of it. I like, I like the music. I like some of the set design. And, but I think we, you and I have discussed previously the the
0: rage factor. Don't we? The rage? is so angry. I mean, every, you're looking at Portmary, and you're like, it's delightful. They've dragged him off there. He's Furious, why? <laughs> it's a quite, nice holiday resort. I don't quite like it, yeah. it's quite handsome. <laughs> Every, loads of people go there, not even people who give a monkey's about the prisoner. <laughs> and he's driving around in one of those little mini moke that's right things yeah. with a awning on. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Calm down, mate. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, we've got that out of the way. I think we can relax now, listeners. I know what you're thinking, prison. Is it hard-hitting? Yes. Well, no, for us. <laughs> we haven't shied away from hard-hitting things in the past. No. We've covered such subjects as death. Mm. Projectmoonbase.com forward slash death. <laughs> We're not scared. No. Right, we stare death in the eyes and go, please, don't take me just yet. <laughs> and we've also covered drugs. Projectmoonbase.com forward slash pills. You can mm-hmm. have a look at that. We've also covered some other contentious subjects, haven't we? Such as... Trousers. Trousers. <laughs> Projectmoonbase.com forward slash can you guess? Trousers. <laughs> Possibly one of the most contentious subjects. Definitely. And you know why, listeners. You know why. Anyway, let's carry on with Prison at the moment. We are,
1: yes. We're going to play um, one of the more well-known tunes about Prison. This was originally written by Johnny Cash, but it appears on uh, one of two Country Moog albums recorded in the early 70s by a genius. Of the instrument, uh, the great Gil Trithol, and um, we mentioned—I think we mentioned this before on the show—but this is actually uh, apparently Dr. Robert Moog's favorite Moog album.
0: High praise, <laughs> it's indeed. Exactly,
1: exactly unexpected, but uh, yes, I think he really liked it. He particularly liked the treatment of country music through the, through the medium of the modular synthesizer. Dragging country
0: music through the world of modular <laughs> synthesizer and into the future.
1: And this seems to feature a very primitive kind of vocoder-type uh, device, which makes it even more charming. But anyway, this is uh, Gil Trithol with his version of. Folsom Prison Blues.
0: And, uh, quite a lot of bongos, mm. it, didn't it? There? Well, now we've done an entire show about bongos if you thirst for bongos. And that was uh, PMB203, projectmimist.com forward slash bongos if you're interested in that. That was Bongos a Go Go. And that was Enoch Light and his orchestra, Unchained Melody, his version of that. This is pre ping pong. It is. Enoch. And that was from Vintage Dance Orchestras number 177. <laughs> amazingly. It's a, it's a lot of vintage dance orchestras. Before that, Gil Trithall with his incomparable and surprising (laughs) version of Folsom Prison Blues. I can only imagine that Johnny Cash might have either been absolutely (laughs) delighted by that, or furious about
1: it. I imagine he was. You can get that and uh, Nashville Gold, which is the other country movie album that Gil Trial recorded, both on one CD set. Go to com slash prison, and uh, you'll see a list of tracks and links to where you can buy them. If you want to find out more about the show, there are many ways in which you can do so, including Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash or Facebook, facebook.com also slash Project Moonbase. And uh, we'll tweet, actually, when the next show is out and we post all sorts of other exciting things as well.
0: And you can tweet back to us and tell us how you think about the show. Mm. Just, just constant praise is all we're interested in, clearly. <laughs> We had a bit of a flurry of excitement over our 80s show, our yes. recent Urzat 80s. That's
1: right, our third trip back to the fake 80s was extraordinarily popular on Twitter.
0: It's because we played music by many, many people who are still alive, <laughs> and some of them tweeted back to they us. They did,
1: yes, including, I believe, the great uh, Dario Russo. Uh, yes. Well, you got Ogre involved. Ogre. And Occam's Laser was in there as well, in the mix.
0: <laughs> yes it's all it's all happening it's, it's quite it's a
1: thrill we're thinking we might be bringing forward plans to have 80s part 4 but we don't want <laughs> to overstimulate you dear listener careful we need to pace ourselves mm. we'll be returning to an 8-bit prison fairly shortly dear listener but first of all we're going to go to the shower block of unnecessary news
0: Be very careful what font you use when applying for a job, says expert. <laughs> the fraught business of finding a new job just got even more complex. Times New Roman, the font previously recommended by recruiters, as the safe, sensible choice to use in a job application has been branded the CV equivalent of attending an interview in jogging bottoms. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> One US expert suggested... The CBS Times New Roman was only marginally better than Comic Sans. Whoa. <laughs> Strong words. A font criticised as being so bad that it spawned a campaign to have it banned. <laughs> Brian Hoff, the creative director of Brian Hoff Design. <laughs> Bri- <laughs> Do you think it's just Brian? I think it's just Brian. Brian Hoff, CEO and creative director <laughs> and sole employee of Brian Hoff Design. Claimed that Times New Roman suggested that anyone who used it wasn't really bothering. It's telegraphing that you didn't put any thought into the typeface (laughs) that you selected. Said it's like putting on sweatpants. (laughs) It's put Times New Roman close to Comic Sans, which Mr. Hoff advised should never appear on a CV unless you are applying to Clown College. (laughs) On this side of the Atlantic, however, Times New Roman seems to be retaining its status as a solid, dependable sort of font. At least if you want to be an accountant. Catherine Maskell of the Reed Recruitment Agency said, I don't think it's just a lack of effort. It gives quite a serious traditional impression. It reminds me of the Times newspaper. It would suit more traditional factual roles like accountancy. If you fancy something more creative, British and US experts say that Helvetica was amongst the best fonts. Mr. Hoff said Helvetica is... No fuss. It feels professional, light-hearted, honest. But Bruno Mag of London Type Studio compared the font to a bad ice cream, claiming it was like a cheap, nasty supermarket brand of water substitutes and vegetable fats. The texture is wrong, and it leaves a funny taste in the mouth, he said. So in conclusion, design so-called experts are monsters, and no help whatsoever when it comes to finding a job. I like to do my
1: CVs like ransom notes with each letter cut from a... a A different font. Different font,
0: different size. Lots of glue just slathered on it. Yeah. Seems to work. If you can drip some various food substances on it as well, small amounts of gravy and tea, add a little bit of savouriness. Here's a chap who is making his own job. A Dutchman. A (laughs) Dutchman. Builds a special cat bike. (laughs) In his Amsterdam to London cycle ride, Mushy and Cheesy might be two of the most well-traveled cats in Europe. They got front row seat to a 300-mile journey, thanks to owner Thomas Vlez, who constructed a Perspex kitty box from an old bicycle. Old people are demographic, might know, about those stop-me-and-buy-one-ice-cream tricycles, where they used to have a kind of box at the front, which was a box of ice creams, but instead of a box of ice cream, this is a box of cats. (laughs) The launches company's range of biodegradable litter, Boxes. Les cycled with his cats from Amsterdam to London. This is what the company is called. Can you guess? Let's have a guess. Cats are cool. Well, that would have been much better than Poopy Cats. <laughs> and Poopy Cats' first poop-up store... Opened in Old Street on Tuesday, selling the unique product to London-based feline lovers. Vlez said, I know how much the British love their animals. From the overwhelming response we had to our campaign online, videos, and Kickstarter campaign, we knew that the UK had to be next for poopy cats. (laughs) We are excited to bring our innovative sustainable products to the UK and add some fun to product areas that have been overlooked until now. Because they're gross. (laughs) And nobody wants to look at a cat litter box. That's why... If you're interested, the cardboard products are available at PoopyCat.com A disgruntled husband leaves detailed Be Back Soon message complaining about being made to go on holiday by his wife most high street businesses which have to close for a few days a brief note in the window saying when they are to reopen usually suffices but that wasn't enough for the grumpy old man behind this message left at a london chip shop which has deservedly gone viral after images were posted on the twitters in it the unidentified shop owner starts conventionally enough this shop will be closed for one week reopening on monday the 16th of march he goes on this year my wife has decided to take us all youth hostily. i told her at her age she would be better off with Saga. <laughs> what drama! I'm sure she is more or less the same age as he is. I would have thought so, yeah. Clearly not satisfied with just one joke at his wife's expense. <laughs> he goes on. We are taking two of our children, one daughter-in-law plus one grandson. No internet, mobile phones, PlayStation, etc. Personally, I think we will all be bored to tears. She who must be obeyed. Says we will have a great time telling tales around the campfire. I would rather be here with beer plus TV. Can't wait to be home. See you soon. Sorry for any inconvenience.
2: <laughs>
0: well, if Mrs. Chipshop is listening, I've got one word for you, and it goes like this D I V O R C E. You miserable so and so. Dozens of flying fish attack Washington University rowing team (laughs) in an extraordinary video. And if you go to projectmimist.com, you'll see a link to this story and that very video if you want to see lots of people rowing being attacked by (laughs) fish. And who doesn't? It's quite remarkable. Just when you thought it was safe to take up rowing, a morning rowing session turned into an exercise in dodging fish for one university rowing team when they found themselves being attacked by dozens of flying carp. While training on the Creve Corps Lake in Missouri. In the footage, the Washington University rowing team were out practicing ahead of their national championships in Florida when the fish frenzy occurred. Disturbed by the sound of the motor from the coach's boat, Asia Carp began propelling themselves out of the water in large numbers, with the rowers having to stop their session to try to avoid the flying fish. While no one was injured, some of the rowers were hit by the frantic fish. Junior Benjamin Rosenbaum, the captain of the Vasty rowing team, Filmed the attack and said, They're huge fish. They hurt when they hit you in the rib cage. <laughs> he added that it felt like someone had punched him after he was in the middle of a similar situation in 2013. Since being uploaded to YouTube, the video has gone viral, being viewed by over 250,000 internet viewers. My headline for this would have been Troublemaking Left Wing Fish in Class War Attack. <laughs> but that's just me. I know how to write a good
1: headline. It's surely a comment on the sport of rowing. I should take the hint. It's toffs,
0: isn't it? It's a sport by toffs. <laughs> Something similar could happen to golfers. Yeah. That'd be quite good. Flying fish attacked <laughs> by golfers. You know, sometimes they have those water traps. Just yeah, fill that full right, of yeah. flying fish. They're yes. just leaping out at the throat of golfers. <laughs> that's a good idea. You have been used. To Gordon.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that fish slappingly good selection of news stories, there'll be more on next week's show. piece of 8-bit uh, prison life there from a gentleman called, who uh, operates under several guises, but in that particular case, The Legend of Renegade, with his version of a tune from the Sonic Hedgehog game Sonic Adventure 2, and the particular tune was called Prison Lane Zone. Frantic. <laughs> but it was a bit frantic, yes. Furious, you might even say. Didn't seem to want to settle in a particular key, but... He's
0: <laughs> just going, going going, <laughs> going, 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 going. Well, if you've seen the Hedgehog... That's true, actually, yes. he's He's straight ahead. No turn. <laughs> no turning left or right. He's That's just right. go, go, go. <laughs> Exhausting.
1: Yeah. It was. Um you can I'm not sure whether you can actually get hold of that, but you can certainly watch it <laughs> on YouTube. Wish. If you wish, we go to projectmoonbase.com/slash prison, put a link next to that tune. This is Project Moonbase, a weekly show you can download from projectmoonbase.com.
0: Yes, if you enjoy the show and you want to give us a little bit of a helping hand, you can go to projectmoonbase.com and go through our Amazon portal and just purchase things on Amazon, such as bottles of wine and hats. <laughs> yes. And gloves. Maybe gifts for uh, any prison inmates you happen to know. Yeah. You could get two bars of chocolate <laughs> and melt them together. <laughs> With I don't know what would be good to put in between. I was going to say um, a file, a file, mm-hmm. the classic. So go through our, our Amazon portal, and we'll get a few space pennies. <laughs> we will, and you can just buy things as normal. Don't buy anything you don't need. You know, just buy stuff, whatever it is. We're not encouraging reckless spending. No, yeah. only sensible spending.
1: Now, one of my favourite uh, board games as a child was uh, Escape from Colditz. I remember spending many yeah. a long hour. Yes, I used to enjoy
0: that anti-German propaganda. I know
1: it's uh, <laughs> a bit contentious. It's like the little wooden pieces, and uh, mm. trying to
0: escape from prison. Wooden? Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Licking the various lead pieces, <laughs> chewing the lead paint off. <laughs> <That's> right, <yeah. laughs> Delicious. Mm. Did you manage to escape from Colditz? I think I did occasionally. Was it one of those games where you just can't win? It's just to teach you pluck and British stiff upper lip. I think it was quite hard to win. Yeah, yeah. Especially as I
1: remember then na- Nazis. I remember one of the car. If you were playing as the security guards, i.e. the Nazis, <laughs> I don't mm. think they mentioned that actually in the game, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we know, we
1: know. One of the cards you could deploy was the shoot to kill card. Oh, nice. (laughs)
0: Lovely for the kids, for the kiddies. (laughs) If they don't kill themselves on eating lead paint. I yeah, lovely. But anyway, I have to
1: say, I never remember watching the TV series that was kind of based on. Cold Its. Cold Its. But uh, I think we,
0: it was based on the Second World War. I prison.
1: I really? It may have been based on that, yeah. <laughs> uh, on the subject of the television series, though, we have a, a delightful and slightly cheeky <laughs> arrangement of the theme tune for that series. And uh, you may recognize the references to a certain other well-known piece of music that's being made here. This is the Alan Ainsworth Orchestra with a little tune called, Cold It's March.
0: Alan Ainsworth Orchestra, they're channelling Diodato, it seems, right? Like. <laughs> Slightly, yes. If you're familiar with his album Prelude, where he does also Spracht Zarathustra hmm. in a sort of jazz style. In a style, style like that. <laughs> very, very, very much Alan's like... obviously heard that and thought, I say, <laughs> that taps onto something. And he does the same attack on the Cold It's March. Oh, does... Very good, though. Oh, yes. yes very, very good. Mm. I mean, you, you have to know what you're doing to be able to pull that <laughs> off. <laughs> From an album called The Easy Project 2 House of Lounge Core. Now, it's time for another shift, a little stylistic shift. I was convinced that there were a lot of 70s films with women in prison. (laughs) I think there were, actually. I think there were. But of a certain type. And I was convinced that there must be good soundtracks associated with these films. As we were discussing recently, sometimes terrible films which aren't particularly watchable have these incredible soundtracks. And uh, we completely failed to find that.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if they exist. Listeners, if
0: you know of a stash of groovy, easy-listening, with-a-jazz-tint film soundtracks about women in prison, let us know. We'll do part two of this. That's right. But we did recall a certain <laughs> gritty daytime soap from Australia, mid-'80s, yes. called right. Prisoner Cell Block H. And oh, that yes. turns out has some pretty good music in it. It does, actually. It looks like
1: a variety of different composers were involved in uh, providing the music, including amongst their number, the great Brian Bennett. Double B. Double double B.
0: Both the Bs. One of
1: the greats of uh, KPM and other library music, but uh, and uh, his own soundtrack music. But yes, he wrote uh, quite a bit of music for the series, including this rather sensational little tune. Uh, Unfortunately, quite brief, but never mind. Savour it. It is Brian Bennett's tune, Flying Fists.
0: We'll flying fists there from brian bennett mm. things got a bit potty at the end didn't they obviously <laughs> did. fists were flying it certainly anyway. were it was thrilling stuff it was actually brian.
1: I'm, I'm glad we discovered i was not aware that he'd written any music for that series i'm glad we discovered that
0: from prisoner cell block h and from the album 80s cult tv tunes if you want to go to ProjectMoonbase.com, you see a list of all the albums we play and links to where you can find them on itunes and amazon hmm now, get ready to buck up because we have the um, heart palpitating, <laughs> inducing sound of Yakuza Heart Attack coming up with their, well, actually, heart pounding prison. <laughs>
1: The extremely sombre and moody sounds there of the great Bernard Herman. Yeah, buck up Bernard. Um, he well, doesn't have an American accent, He was German. Should be Bern- Ber- Bernard.
2: Bernard
0: <laughs> Did you enjoy my sinister <laughs> music?
1: <laughs> you may have picked up a little hint of the theremin in there. That was, of course, from The Day the Earth Stood Still. And I think a little callback to our reptile ruckus show, because there was a hint of the giant lizard attacking again in there, isn't there? Oh, there was. A little mournful <laughs> sound. Little Slightly
0: mournful, comical. Mournful honking, yes. Now, we did do a show where we concentrated almost entirely on Bernard Herman. We did, actually, yes. Bernard Bagels, Bagels and Bongos. And bongos, yeah. Mm. And if you're interested in listening to that show, to go to com forward slash Bernard. Or Bernard, depending <laughs> on if you're being American about this. Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. I like Bernard. Hi there, my name is Bernard. <laughs>
1: And before that, of course, the altogether, the, the completely different side of the coin, the, uh, the wonderful word of uh, Yakuza Heart Attack. Bonkers. When are you going
0: to do another one? And Well, from Never. Bain,
1: Ohio, but I suspect that the band have gone their separate ways because uh, one of their number, the great Keith Rankin, is now doing his own thing as Giant Claw and I think having oh. a bit of a sensational time doing that. So I'm not sure that we'll see. It'd be nice to have a reunion. Of your of heart attack, but giant so. claw's pretty good as well. He is
0: good. So now we carried on searching, searching, searching listeners for kind of B movie thrillers about women prisoners. <laughs> I think the giant irascible orb of terrifying thoughts <laughs> turned his giant eyeball like visog mm. on to Italian cinema. Well, of course, it's an obvious place to go, really. It is <laughs> where we need sadists and we need grooviness. <laughs> Italy. So we are lighted
1: on uh, Composer of the Month at the moment here at the Moonbase, the great we Cipriani, been featuring his work quite a lot on the show. He didn't let us down, did he? Because no. there was only one result. <laughs> <laughs> there was. We managed to get a pinpoint result here. In 1969, he did the soundtrack to a, what looks like a great film. I think a film we have to watch, one of our special moon screening nights at the Moonbase, called The Friend Woman, or Femina Ridens And apparently it tells the tale of a journalist, brackets Dagmar Lassander, ...who turns the tables on the wealthy sadist... I like what? Turns the tables? (laughs) Turns the tables on a wealthy sadist, Mm -hmm. yes. Philippe Leroy, who kidnapped her for his sick games. probably golf. The sickest of all games. (laughs) I was thinking it might be a perverted form of Scrabble.
0: Or Or an erotic version of croquet. (laughs) Listeners, who knows what these Italians get up to? (laughs) But this is a striking Mm. piece of music by Stilvio Cipriani, he didn't fail us, called Femina Prisoners. The seductive sound of Italian sadism there. Stilvio <laughs> Cipriani with Femina Prisoners from Femina Redemption's 1969 soundtrack.
1: I have been uh, DJ Dada. I hope you enjoyed working your
0: way through 50 eggs on this week's edition of the Show us know. I have been MC Muttonmonger, and I hope you've enjoyed digging a tunnel with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to whiz over to the Persian Gulf for a little bit of a change of pace. Oh, yes. Where did you discover this well, treasure?
1: As as we often say on the show, when we theme a show, we often uh, dig up some rather delightful little musical gems, which require further investigation. This is one of them. I discovered putting this show together that uh, there is, apparently, an Iranian equivalent to the Swingle Singers. <laughs> it seems inevitable, but yet surprising. <laughs> it does. This is a band with the slightly unexciting name of the Tehran
0: Vocal Ensemble. Wait a minute. Are these Persians <laughs> pretending to be Germans?
2: <laughs> Unprecedented!
0: <laughs> this has never happened Could be. before. Could be. They've
1: released a couple of albums called Vocapella. This comes from the second volume and will definitely require revisiting of nothing else because it has a version of the theme to The Good, The Bad and The Ugly on it. So we got oh, to yes. hear that. But uh, we have chosen a rare example of a... An exciting theme to a prison drama. But this, this is done in, as I say, a very Swingle-esque style. This is the Terran Vocal Ensemble with Theme from Papillon. Until next week, dear listener. Ooh-ah, ooh-ah.
2: That's the sound of the men
1: working on the chain gang. Ooh.